thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. That's a great worship. Mm. I almost hate to come up here and mess that up. Hey, Brett, those three scriptures that I told you about, I'm not going to use any of them. So you're done the rest of the day, dude. <laughs> Hey, uh, we're in that series, Joshua Code. It's been a great, rich series. My struggle right now is uh, whether to stay in Joshua Code or go to some of the Psalms of summer, and I'm not yet ready to tell you what I'm going to do yet, so uh, I'll keep praying through that. I want you to look on your bulletin and go to your Word. Uh, back of your bulletin has the, the text, I mean, the uh, outline for today. Simply put, God's phone number. I didn't know if you knew God had a phone number or if you knew God's phone number, but he definitely has a phone number, and it is Jeremiah 33.3. If you'll go there with me, we'll look at that. Hopefully after today, he will not only be in your contacts, but he will be in your favorites as well. So uh, you need to make sure you got this one in there. Jeremiah 33.3 simply says, call to me, and I will answer you. And I will tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Mm. Call to me. I mean, if I were to call you, that might mean something to you. It probably shouldn't. But but when, when when God says, call to me, is there a better invitation in the whole world than that? That is not just some made-up God, man-made God, little puppet. That is the king of kings. That's the one who hung the stars and calls them by name. He knows the number of hairs on our head and lack thereof. He knows us, man. All right? He knows us. And he says, hey, here's the deal. I love you so much. I want to hang with you. I want to walk with you. I want to hang out with you. Will you call me? Who are we to say, no, nah, I'm busy. I'm just busy, man. If, if I get around to it, I'll, I'll get with you. Well, man, I just, I've been swamped, and I just hadn't had time. Well, that's why you're so tired right now. That's why you're so hard right now. It's because you haven't, you've neglected the greatest phone call in the world. The greatest phone call in the world. Some of the, some of the neat calls that I get, pastor gets a lot of interesting phone calls. Very interesting <laughs> phone calls sometimes. But the one I like the most is when some guys in my church, they'll just call and they'll say, hey, man, just wanted to check on you. You don't want anything? No. Just checking on you. Just checking on you. That's a good thing. And for us, when we call him, it's like, man, I'm glad you called. How you doing? Just want to check on you. And I mean, it's not, it's the Father. It's our Father. And He's waiting on us to initiate the call. The invitation is there. It's what we do with the invitation. Let's look at the outline. We'll run through it real fast. What is prayer? What is prayer? Call to me, simply. Prayer is two-way communication. That passage in Luke 24, 32, many of you in here have walked, went on a walk to Emmaus. That's the text for walk to Emmaus is Luke 20, 
4.32. It says that didn't our hearts burn when we walked together and He spoke to us? Mm. Didn't your hearts burn when we walked together on the road and He spoke to us? How long has it been since you have walked with the Lord and He spoke to you? That He spoke to you. Well, the initiation of that is we have to call on Him. Have to call on Him. Prayer is the talking part of our relationship. Scripture is the listening part. And I want you to watch something real quickly, real closely. Prayer is talking. I understand that. Prayer is communication. The more I talk to Melissa, the more our relationship grows. If our relationship won't do real well on a need-to-know basis. Amen? Well, how about y'all's marriage? Y'all, y'all go with that? Honey, when you need to know, I'll tell you. That ain't go- that's not going to work. I'm just going to tell you, that's not going to work. Okay? And so, you can't, you can't have a relationship with the Father on a need-to-know basis. If I need you up there, I'll call on you. I'll, when I'm in a trouble, I'll call you. When I need you to do one of those dog and pony shows, one of the magic tricks, I'll call you. When I need something, I'll, I'll get on your lap, rub your big old tummy, and, ooh, Santa Claus, deliver. No. He, you're going to call him, and he's going to say, who? Who? I mean, wouldn't it be sad that if we called and he didn't know? That's, that's been too long, man. Intimacy in the prayer is talking to the Father. Now, there's going to come a time as you grow in your conversation with the Lord that, Yes, through Scripture, we listen to God's Word, okay? And, and we listen to His Word, and He speaks to us, okay, through Scripture. Yes, prayer is speaking to God. What's going to happen as you grow in your relationship with the Lord and in your prayer and in Scripture, you're going to begin to pray Scripture to the Father. You're going to start off praying, and all of a sudden, man, you're just going to start quoting it. And you're going to go, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, it was. Don't get too proud there. <laughs> that, that man, you know, king of the mountain does fall off. So you got to be careful there. But that's all the Holy Spirit. As you grow in your relationship with the Lord, you begin to utter the words of the king. It says, let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You'll begin to pray his will. You'll begin to pray the scripture over your relationship with the Lord and to the Lord. Okay? Like the second part. Why we pray? I get that question all the time. Why do we pray? Because Scripture says that he already knows what we need before we ask, so what's the point? Or he already, he's like God, and he's sovereign. He, things are just going to happen. It's going to happen anyway, so what's the point of praying? Man, the point of praying is so that we can talk to the Father. Jesus prayed, and if Jesus needed to pray, I think you and I do. I mean, here's Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, He is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He knows the cross is coming, and he's praying. He's praying. It says he's not only praying, but he's praying so hard that he's praying drops of blood. Now, I've prayed a lot, but I've never prayed and had blood start coming out of me. That's some serious praying. Serious praying. If Jesus prayed, I need to pray. All right? And when I pray, I don't pray on an agenda, I don't pray 
with a list of things. It's a communication. It is a talk. A talk. It's a dialogue with God. It's, it's praying to the Father. It's talking to the Father. How long has it been since you just really talked to the Father? Not come with saying, I don't like this, and I don't like this, and this is not fair, and I don't know why this happens to them, and this happens to us, and I need this, and I need this, and you didn't do that. Remember when I prayed for this, and you didn't do that. Remember that? You didn't do that either. I'm pretty aware of the fact that the God of all creation is very much aware of all of those things. I mean, as my grandfather said, you've got to remember who you're talking to. That's true. Because sometimes we, don't, we, have to, we have to remember that we're praying to him. He's sovereign. He knows. He's God. We pray because we need to pray. That's why we pray. That's why we pray. When to pray. When to pray. The Scripture says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, pray without ceasing. It also says pray continuously. So how often should we pray? All the time, continuously, without ceasing. You say, well, I've been praying about this, I've been praying about this, I've been praying about this, and I can't get breakthrough. So I'm done. He's not listening anyway. He doesn't even care. He doesn't even know I'm here. I believe that many people stop one prayer short of a miracle of God. I mean, they're praying, they're praying, they're praying, and then they stop. And God's like, man, I'm about to break through right there. You see, many, many times in my life, it wasn't the prayer that I was praying. God could do the prayer like that. He could do it. But me continually and, and not without ceasing, going to him and praying, when I was doing that, he was doing more in me than the prayer that was answered was ever going to happen. It's all about me being in his presence and praying because it's not about changing things necessarily. It's about changing me. You see, so many times we think that all of this is about the thing we're praying about. My friend, it's never only about the thing we're praying about. It's about us going to him and letting him do in us what he wants to do in us. The thing that we're praying for may or may not happen as we pray. What if he doesn't do that? What if he does better? What if he does bigger? What if he does something else? Are we good with that? Part of the journey of prayer is to get us ready for that. Okay? We don't know what it is. Okay? But God does know. And part of it is getting us ready for that. I want to keep rolling. How to pray. There is no how to pray necessarily. But I want to give you the acts of prayer. These are simply just suggestions or a flow of prayer that you see throughout Scripture. Okay? It's called the Acts of Prayer, so you can remember it. All right? Now, listen to me. There's not a magic formula that you can go to Walmart and buy. It's not on a rack. How to pray. How to get what you want. Okay? You can't get that and start doing that and just automatically get it. But there, is a, there are steps to prayer that Scripture follows that I want us to see this morning. Okay? The A of the acts of prayer is adoration. He said, why is adoration first? Here's why adoration's first. How many times have you and me had all this stuff worked up in this? We're all fired up. We got this agenda. We got this thing we're going to pray for. We jump in there, and we just start in, boy. 
Now, you can try that sometimes as a husband with your wife, and you sit it down, and you just start going, boom, 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 boom. How'd that work out for you? Didn't work out very good at all, all right? That's not what it's about. And if we sit down or we go into the presence of the Lord and we just start delivering the goods, here's what I need, here's what I need, I need this, I need this, and my kids need this, I need a covering over this, I need this, and boom. And then we say amen and we walk out like this. Oh, that's what I told that's what I'm thinking. I'll tell you right now, that's how you handle it. No, that's not how you handle it. It's not a horse and you don't slap the saddle and you do that. It's God you're talking to. And so you start with adoration because adoration is what? It's praise. How many times in my life have I sat down and wanted to pray and had a lot of stuff on my heart, and you start the prayer, and you start it with a prayer of adoration? Start out. Just, God, thank you for this. Bless you for this. Praise you for this. You're king. You're mighty. You're awesome. You're incredible. You're wonderful. You're powerful. You're all these things. And I mean, many times in my life, I'm going, now what? What was I, I going to pray about? I don't even remember. And all the stuff that concerned me, all the stuff that was big, all the stuff that was heavy, all the stuff that I had on my list and I was going to pray about, I start with adoration, and I don't even remember what to pray for, so I get up, I didn't even pray for it, and I walk out in the next couple of days, everything gets taken care of, all of it. God just kind of works that out. This little problem right here, it goes away. This thing over here, it's gone. I'm like, that's pretty cool. I guess he don't need me that bad anyway. He wants me but, he de- my, but his work is not depending on me necessarily. He wants me to sit with the Father and pray. Adoration of prayer. One of the things that we did as a family, or really my sneaky little wife, Melissa, did this. When we were there in February to see Peepaw, Melissa's grandfather who passed away Friday night, and we'll believe in the morning to do the funeral and everything, but Peepaw was a great man of God. And when we were there in February, the whole family was there, and, and it was time to eat, and I went and got Peepaw. He was in a wheelchair, and, we, and I got him up to the table and locked him in, and, and we all joined hands, and he started praying. And Melissa's recording the prayer. And she didn't know what was coming at all. None of us did. But we wanted to, she loved to listen to him pray, and, and she wanted to remember that. So she started recording it. And I remember him saying, I'm a very rich man, very blessed. I'm surrounded by those I love the most. And he just went on this adoration of the king. And so what we're going to do at the funeral is very few people can ever end their own funeral with the prayer. And we're going to end the funeral. When I finish the message, I'm going to pray. I'm going to invite us to enter a time of prayer and Brett has got that message, that prayer recorded, and we're going to play it at the funeral. And Peepaw is going to pray at his own funeral. And as I was standing by Peepaw, and we were standing there, and he was praying that, that, that time before dinner, here's what, here's what came to my mind. That man right there, that ain't the first time he's talked to him. That's not the first time. He's talked to the Father. I'm telling you, you listen to him pray, and his, he's weak, and he can barely say words, has to take a lot of voices, I mean, a lot of breaths in between. But I'm telling you, in, in, in Deuteronomy 34, it says that Moses got up and went to the tent of tent meetings, and he sat with Jesus, and he sat with God, and he talked to God one-on-one like a friend talks to a friend. Let me tell you something. Billy Tarver walked 
with Jesus. And when he prayed, you could hear the conversation. He wasn't talking to somebody he didn't know. He wasn't talking to the man upstairs. He was talking to his king. And you could hear it in his voice. And he knew him. He knew him intimately. He knew him personally. He knew everything about him. Because he knew him in the word. He knew him in prayer. I mean, he knew the Lord. And the Lord knew him. And it was a beautiful prayer. And I'm not sure how I'm going to handle Tuesday. Okay? Thank goodness I don't say a darn thing after it's over. Okay? But, but I want you to understand something. Prayer of adoration. A, a heart that is incredibly thankful when it enters a time of prayer and it's speaking to the Father. That's all you can do, man. That's all you can do is adoration of praise. The C is confession. When you start praising him for who he is, as quick as you do that, you see yourself for who you really are. Many times we walk in and we think it's everybody else and it's not us. It's their heart. Their heart's messed up, God. If their heart would just change, I'd be fine. I'd be fine. If my wife or my husband, if their heart would change, if you change them, I'd be fine. I'm, I'm good. And I don't know what their problem is. But if they would just get up under you, we'd be good. And so you go in there in an adoration of praise, and you start praising for who he is, and you see him for who he really is, and you see you for who you really are. And all of a sudden, your adoration of praise becomes, God, my heart is so hard. I am calloused, man. People get saved, and I don't even care. Forgive me for getting so hard. Forgive me for getting so bitter. Forgive me for saying it's a good Sunday if they sing my favorite song. But otherwise, no. Forgive me because I'm a man of unclean lips. And I'm a hard dude. And fans, I'm going to tell you, when you start with adoration, he'll lead you in the confession. He'll lead you to confession. The T is Thanksgiving. You're thankful. Adoration of him. Okay? Confession. And then, God, thank you. Thank you for your mercy, your grace. I praise you. I praise you you're not done with me. And he goes in. That Psalm 104 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. That Jonah 2.9 is a neat, neat passage right there. It says that Jonah, while in the belly of the fish, cried out in a voice of praise of thanksgiving, and as soon as he did it, bleh, the fish spit him out. Some of us are stuck in a rut. You know why? You ain't thankful for where you're at. You say, well, I hate my job. If I had a better job, I'd be nicer to people. No, you wouldn't. Because if you're not nice there, you're not going to be nice over there. I used to tell those youth all the time. I said, well, if I worked it out back, I'd be happy too. But I work at McDonald's. I said, well, let me tell you something. While you flip those french fries and salt them and, you know, hurting our hearts, when you praise God right there, when you praise him for that job at McDonald's, he may give you that job at Outback. But here's the deal. If he wanted you to have that job at Outback, you'd have it. You know why you don't have it? Because all the tithes, all the uh, tips you get, you wouldn't tithe off of them. Because he knows you'd be stingy, selfish, and bitter with your money. And so you're going to keep making McDonald's wages until you understand that Outback tips are part of God. And when you learn that, you might get that. But don't tell me what you're going to do. Do what you do now. You bloom where I plant you now. You praise me for where I am, got you right now. You learn what I'm trying to teach you now, and I might give you more. 
But if I put you out there, my name's on the clock, buddy. You're, my name's on you. So when you speak, it's like me speaking. And I'm not putting you out there where your audience is bigger because you can't even praise me in one. You start praising me by yourself, and I might give you a mountain to praise me from. But I can't trust you there yet. I can't trust you. Why? Because we're not thankful. Jonah in the belly of a fence said, God, I, I, I praise you. I'm thankful for where you've got me. Whoop! This is even better. I like the beach a lot better. All right? Smells better. He started thanking him, and boom, he come out of there. Some of us are stuck because we're griping and whining and bickering and telling God how bad it is and how we hate it. Man, <laughs> it could be a lot worse, brother. Remember, in the worst of the worst, we're still blessed. Still blessed. So praise him and be thankful, and he might deliver you from it. If not, he's going to give you the audience that needs to hear your praise in that mess. And you got to sing it. The S is this, supplication. <coughs> Sorry. Supplication or intercession, okay? You say, well, that's what I came here to do. Well, I know. But, but we start with adoration. We go to confession. We thank him for all that he's done. And then we lay our requests before him. Because why? Because we're reminded of who he is, what he's done in us. And we're thankful for it. And we trust him with the intercession that we're about to take part in. I'll take you to the Father because I have faith that the Father's going to do that for you. Because I'm grateful, thankful for what he's done in my life. You see, once you start with all the adoration and the thankfulness and confession, you know God's the miracle God. You know that God can do that. So when you get to supplication part, or when you get to the intercession part, guess what? You can stand in their gap, buddy. And you can pray believing that, yes, God, you can heal here. I claim that in the name of Jesus because he's healed me. I believe you can. That, my friends, is the power of the prayer, all right? Call on me. Here's my question. How long has it been since you really called on him? Really called on him. Called on him. Called on him. So he can show you great and mighty things, unsearchable things you don't know. This morning, I don't want you to think about the person next to you. I want you to simply ask the Father, how is my prayer life? How am I doing with your phone number? Am I calling it? And when I call it, what's it sound like to you? A lot of griping, belly aching, complaining. Or do you hear my thankfulness? Do you hear my adorations of praise? You hear my confession that I'm not there yet, but thanks for not giving up. Folks, he says, I will never break a promise. And he says, if you'll call on me, I will answer you. That's it. That's it. If you'll call, I will answer. I will answer. This morning, Search your heart. Ask yourself, am I calling? Am I calling? Because he's going to answer. 
I'm not saying you're going to like the answer, but he's going to answer. Okay? And if you don't like the answer, he will get you ready for that answer. Okay? Call on him. Let's pray together. Father, this morning, message is simple. But it's so very simple that the enemy would like nothing more than to help us blow it off. It's easy. We've heard it a dozen times. It's not rocket science this morning. This is just prayer. But Father, it's in the simple things that I believe the enemy wants us to forget. The ABCs. Father, I pray this morning for us as your church. You've made a promise to the body of Christ, to the church, to us as individuals, that if we call on you, you will answer us. God, I pray that you will bring us back to being a people of prayer, being a church of prayer. It's not the last thing we do, it's the first thing we do. As individuals, as daddies, as moms, students. We don't try everything else and then, well, let's just pray about it. God, that you, the first thing we do is we call out to you. God, this morning, drive us back home to being a people that have dirty knees. A people of prayer. For if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves in prayer, I will hear their cry and heal their land. God, that's us. We need it, man. We need it. We have not because we ask not. Hmm. Let that be said of us. Let that be said of us. This morning, Father, during the invitation time, I pray you'd bring us to prayer this morning. Maybe to the altar. Maybe to some individuals standing up here just wanting to agree with us or join with us in prayer. God, let's not walk out of here weak because we, we're just too prideful not to ask. And we said we got it. Maybe there's a family here this morning looking for a church home. and You've led them here. They're going to answer that call this morning. Father, whatever you need to do, we trust you. We call to you today. For we know you'll answer us. We love you, praise you, and thank you. Move us now during this invitation time. May we respond to you out of obedience, and be blessed. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand.